0: Take your Bibles, please, and turn to Proverbs 31 this morning. Proverbs 31. Motherhood has changed over the years. We used to live in a Victorian time in which there was this ideal that was set before us as to how women mothers should act. I ran across this article that came out of a 1950s home economics textbook. Some of you may remember this. It's entitled, How to Be a Good Wife. Have dinner ready. Plan ahead. Even the night before to have a delicious meal on time. This is a way of letting him know that you have been thinking of him and are concerned about his meals. Most men are hungry when they come home and the prospect of a good meal is part of the warm welcome needed. Prepare yourself. Oh, there's more. Take 15 minutes to rest so that you will be refreshed when he arrives. Touch up your makeup. Put a ribbon in your hair and be fresh looking. He has just been with a lot of work-weary people. Be a little happy and a little more interesting. His boring day may need a lift. Clear away the clutter. Make one last trip through the main part of your house just before your husband arrives. Gather up school books, toys, paper, etc. Then run a dust cloth over the tables. Your husband will feel he has reached a haven of rest and order. And it will give you a lift too. Prepare the children. Take a few minutes to wash the children's hands and faces if they are small. Comb their hair, and if necessary, change their clothes. They are little treasures, and he would like to see them playing the part. Minimize all noises. At the time of his arrival, eliminate all noise of the washer, dryer, dishwasher, or vacuum. Try to encourage the children to be quiet. Be happy to see him. Greet him with a warm smile and be glad to see him. Now, some don'ts. Don't greet him with problems or complaints. Don't complain if he is late for dinner. Count this a minor distraction compared to what he might have been through during his day. Make him comfortable. Have him lean back in a comfortable chair or suggest that he lie down in the bedroom. Have a cool or warm drink ready for him arrange his pillow, and offer to take off his shoes. Connie, are you listening to this? (laughs) Speak in a low, soft, soothing, and pleasant voice. Allow him to relax and unwind. Listen to him. You may have a dozen things to tell him but the moment of his arrival is not the time. Let him talk first. Make the evening his. Never complain if he does not take you out to dinner or to other pleasant entertainment. Instead, try to understand his world of strain and pressure. He needs to unwind and relax. The goal? Try to make your home a place of peace and order where your husband can relax his body and spirit. And all God's people said, (laughs) (laughs) but that's not our world. Our world is more something like this. I have just a short video that I want to, to share with you this morning. Cow by the name of Renfro put this together, all right? And, and I think it'll bring us back to reality pretty quickly. Brenda?
1: Get up now, get up now, get up out of bed. Wash your face, brush your teeth, calm your sleepy head. Here's your clothes and your shoes, hear the words I said. Get up now, get up and make your bed. Are you hot? Are you cold? Are you wearing that? Where's your books and your lunch and your homework at? Grab your coat and your gloves and your scarf and hat. Don't forget, you gotta feed the cat. Eat your breakfast, the experts tell us it's the most important meal of all. Take your vitamins so you will grow up one day to be vegan to Talk- shovel choose slowly but hurry the bus is here be careful come back here did you wash behind your ears play outside don't be would you just play fair be polite make a friend don't forget to share work it out wait your turn never take a dare get along don't make me come down there clean your room fold your clothes put your stuff away make a bed do it now do we have all day were you born in a barn would you like some hey can you even hear a word I say Eat the get off the phone don't sit so close turn it down no texting at the table no more iPod's my iPod, if you don't listen up Where you going and with me, and what time do you think you're coming home? Saying thank you, please, excuse me makes you welcome everywhere you roam You'll appreciate my wisdom someday when you're older and you're grown Can't wait till you have a couple little children of your own You'll thank me for the counsel I gave you so willingly But right now, I thank you not to roll your eyes at me. Close your mouth when you chew, we'd appreciate Take a bite, maybe two of the stuff you hate. Use your fork, do not burp, or I'll set you straight. Eat the food I put up on your plate. Get an egg, get a door, don't be smart with me. Get a grip, get in here on count, two, three. Get a job, get a life, get a PhD, get a ghost. So I don't care who You're grounded until you're 36. Get your story straight and tell the truth for once, for heaven. You jump too. If I've said it once, I've said at least a thousand times before that you're too old to act this way. It must be your father's DNA. Look at me when I am talking, stand up straighter when you walk up the For everything and everything must be in place. Stop crying or I'll give you something real to cry about. Oh! Wash your teeth, wash your face, put your PJs on, get in bed, get a hug, say a prayer with mom. Don't forget, I love you. And tomorrow we will do this all again because the moms are You don't need the reason why because 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 I said so, I said so, I said so, I said so, and so, so, so.
0: the mom, the mom, the mom, the mom, the mom. Ta-da. How's that for a dose of reality? (laughs) And yet God in His Word has given to us instructions that we need for our lives. Solomon who wrote Proverbs asks this question in verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman if you have King James? If you have the English Standard Version, it says, an excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. And then he goes to outline the qualities of the excellent wife. And many times we get caught up in those qualities. Because we try to do and we try to do and we try to do and we try to do. But the bottom line is found at the end of this chapter in verse 30. Turn there, please. Where Solomon writes, and it's on the screen, charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Who can find a virtuous woman? An excellent wife, who can find? Well, the bottom line is this. You can be charming. You can be beautiful. But the woman who fears the Lord, that's what really, really counts. And in the verses between these two, God gives to us some direction so that we can know what that looks like in our lives. Now, I've entitled this message Proverbs 31 and other impossible dreams. Patsy Claremont wrote a book on Proverbs 31. And the title of the book is, Not Her Again. And in the introduction she says this. Does the Proverbs 31 have a woman have a name? I vote for Mrs. Get on your nerves. Or Mrs. I have no friends because I'm so Perfect otherwise known as Mrs. P-31. I know, I know, I shouldn't be like that, but she is so squeaky clean it makes me want to oil her. Surely her joints must be stiff now from holding everything together over the centuries. This gal needs to take a trip to the spa, a masseuse, or at least a visit to the local Jiffy Lube. Have you ever met a Mrs. P-31? If she does exist, I don't want to live by her. I beat myself up enough already, thank you. You see, there are days when I leave lipstick in my jacket pocket and then launder it, glazing my washtub and dryer with mambo mauve. I know that I have been known to mail our taxes without a check in the envelope the government doesn't know is not known for its sense of humor and it frowns on this i have scorched supper beyond recognition actually we weren't sure what it was before i burned it <laughs> occasionally i meet a woman who i meet women who appear to have it all together but on closer inspection i find that seldom to be true actually i say across the board that people that the people I've met are just that, people. People who sometimes waste time, break the bank, burn the bacon, spew anger and lose their way. And that's what is so wearing about Mrs. P31. There aren't any weaknesses noted. Do you feel that way? Do you sometimes get so frustrated in your life, in my life, that we wonder, is it worth it? It's an impossible dream, and I just can't handle it anymore. Well, this morning I want to give you five things to look for in your life and in my life that will reflect the fact that we fear the Lord and how we can make this dream possible In our lives. It begins with a desired companionship. Are you in Proverbs chapter 31? Verse 11. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Her husband trusts in her. The people around her are better because of who she is. You know, that ought to be a characteristic of all of our lives. The people around us ought to be better because who we are. Because of our relationship with God, because we fear the Lord, the people around us should be affected. In fact, Jesus said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. In Proverbs chapter 1, we read this The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Are people around you better off because of your relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ? You know, my mom used to give me a lot of advice. Pastor John confessed this morning that his mom gave him advice. The condition of your room reflects the condition of your heart. Have you seen his office recently? <laughs> I ran across some advice that I'm sure all of us have given. My mom used to tell me about anticipation just wait till your father gets home. She told me about giving and receiving. You're going to get it when your father comes home. She told me about logic. Because I said so, that's why. And if you fall out of that swing and break your neck, you're not going to the store with me. She told me about humor. When the lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't come running to me. She told me about becoming an adult. If you don't eat your veggies, you'll never grow up. And she told me about genetics. You're just like your father. If we are going to live the dream... We need to make sure that those who are around us are better off because of our investment in their lives. And I don't care if that's husband and wife, if that's parent or child, if that's worker and co-worker. Those around us should have a positive influence from us for the honor and glory of our God. Amen? Not only do I see the dream as part of the desired companionship, it's also being resourceful. If you read this passage of scripture you will discover that five different times the writer talks about hands. Hands that are serving. Hands that have influence. Hands that reach out and touch. Hands that are available to share and to care. A number of years ago, I had a picture of my mom's hands. And I preached a message on how my mom's hands made a difference in my life. And it was because she was resourceful. Growing up, we didn't have a lot, but we didn't know we didn't have a lot. Because my mom made do with the things that we had, and she never complained, and she always was thankful for what God had given to us. You know, as you think about women in the Bible, you find some real resourcefulness. Hannah prayed to God, and God gave her Samuel. And then she gave Samuel to the work of the temple. The woman who had the issue of blood followed Jesus around and was cured, was healed because she went to the right person who could heal her, Jochebed. Uh, You may not recognize that name. That was Moses' mom. And she crafted a basket of bulrushes and, and set it out and protected her child. And her child grew up in Pharaoh's kingdom and then was used by God to deliver His people. Never underestimate the influence that you can have in somebody's life if you are resourceful to point them to the fear of God. Ruth supported Naomi. Abigail averted catastrophe when she came to King David. Mary held the Son of God in her arms. Part of the impossible dream is using the resources that God has given to us. And the reality is that God has given to us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Amen? He's given to us everything that we need and we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. All we got to do is recognize the gift that God has given to us and use it to make a difference in somebody's life. The psalmist says in Psalm 127, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that try to build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman watcheth in vain. You see, it's all about using the resources that God has given to us to bring glory to His name. Whether therefore we eat or drink or whatsoever we do, do all to the glory. And as you look at this Proverbs 31 lady, you discover that she uses the resources that she has at hand and with her hands. That's part of fulfilling the dream. This lady is energetic. Look with me at verse 27, will you please? She looks well to the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness." Connie and I had an interesting event take place in our home this past week. We got to take care of Gavin McCord for several hours. He will be two in June. I didn't get home on time that night. My wife took care of me most of the time. But I got home. And she and Gavin are playing downstairs and they're just having a great time. And I walk in and he goes like this. woo And so I picked him up and held him and we had a great time. And Connie says, I need to go upstairs for a little bit. And so she left. Shut the door and he went to the door and went, (laughs) he no longer wanted this. But I was just reminded of the energy that it takes. And let me tell you something, if we're going to be involved in anybody's life it's going to take some energy. Whether it's our family's lives or whether it's our neighbors' lives, or whether it's our co-workers' lives. If we're going to get involved in lives, it's going to take some energy, folks. And we can't sit around and just hope it happens. What an example for us to recognize that as we fear the Lord, we're going to have to use that to make a difference in somebody's life. She's attentive to needs. Verse 15 tells us that she provides for her household. Verse 20 says that she opens her hands to the poor and needy. Verse 21 says that she looks well to the ways of her household. Find a need, meet a need. Find a need, meet a need. You remember what Jesus said? If you'll just give a cup of cold water in my name. It'll make a difference in somebody's life. Now, maybe you're like I am. I get tired of driving around the city and seeing all those people who have needs. And sometimes it seems like it's an inconvenience. And sometimes I don't want to look at them. I just want to look straight ahead. You know what I mean? But the reality is God has placed me on planet earth to help people in their needs. He's given me my resources so that I can be a steward of those resources in reaching out and making a difference in people's lives. That's what God's plan is. Who can find someone of excellence? A woman of excellence, a man of excellence. Those that fear the Lord. That's an impossible dream. think of the possibilities if we just reach out and meet somebody's need. And you know what? Some people just need a word of encouragement. Some people just need a hug. Some people just need for you to listen to them, whether or not you're interested in their story. And lastly, Dream means a manifestation of God's grace in our lives. If you want one thing to work on to fulfill God's dream, work on extending grace to others. God's riches at Christ's expense. Be a person of grace, be a person who is gracious. Be a person who shares with others. Now, I run into a lot of different people that have a lot of different political stances than I have. Can you share God's grace with someone who's on the other side of the aisle, so to speak? I run into a lot of people who have a lot of different ethical stances than I have. Can you reach across the road and share with somebody in grace? I run into a lot of people who have a different standard of morality than I have. Can I walk up to them and show them the love of Jesus? And frankly, I run into a lot of people that disappoint me. In private, I would never say this publicly. In private, I call them high-maintenance people. Now, if you repeat that, I'll deny it. But can I show God's grace to high-maintenance people? You see, the reality is, we have to ask ourselves the question, who can find? Here in the text, a virtuous woman, a woman of excellence, a a wife who fulfills the impossible dream. God's looking for it from each of our lives. And the reality is this it's not about being beautiful, it's not about having a lot of charm, it's about those who fear the Lord. will be praised. Now we didn't do a good job this morning of working our way through the text. But I trust we did a good job of challenging our hearts so that when we get to glory we'll get a well done thou good and faithful servant. Because we fear the Lord. And that's who God uses to flesh out the impossible dreams of our lives.